It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now, it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. And here we are. I'm Adam Ritz, and we are broadcasting on campus at the University of Louisville in front of this live studio audience. All right. Thank you so much for the warm welcome. We travel the country to find uh, interesting people that give back to their community, philanthropy, charity, making this place uh, a better planet, and we meet one now. It's Tyler. Hi, Tyler. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm wonderful. I love your radio voice. Have you thought about going into radio? No. Not until today? <laughs> no. <laughs> Start up. What's your, what's your uh, campus, and uh, what is your major? Oh, well, uh, I'm from the Zeta Sigma chapter at Southern Illinois University in Carbondale, and I am a zoology major. Zoology, see, so what we need is a zoology podcast, because I can guarantee you there's no syndicated radio shows devoted to the lifestyle of zoology. What do you think? Sounds good with me. What would you call it? Zoology Today, hosted by Tyler. That sounds like a good, good title. Okay, we'll work on that uh, after this uh, interview. Um, for now, you're a member of Kappa Alpha Order at Southern Illinois University. What do you guys do to raise uh, funds or awareness for charity? Well, our main philanthropy is MDA, or Muscular Dystrophy Association, and we put on a big event in the fall called our MDA Trivia Night, which essentially we get groups of people from the campus to come out and play trivia all night long. We have little mini raffles, and then we also do a silent auction as well. And do you have a, a number, yes. uh, a, a, a dollar amount that you've raised recently? Uh, our last semester for the fall, we raised uh, $1,500 for during that one night event. For MDA, that's right. absolutely awesome. Let's have a round of applause for that effort, $1,500 for muscular dystrophy. We also want to um, recognize and acknowledge one of your uh, brothers that is here today for his birthday. Now, where is he? Uh, Madison Self, where are you? There you are. Come on up. Yeah, come on up here, Madison. Um, and, and how old is, uh, well, I'll ask him. I'm going to guess, I know the beard is possible, is very, the beard is um, uh, very um, popular nowadays. Uh, you've got this full beard. I'm going to guess it's your birthday. I'm going to guess you're 37. No. How old are you? 19. 19, okay. And uh, why the beard? Uh, I used to work at Steak and Shake and I had to shave every day, so I just, no more. No more. <laughs> so now every time I see a guy in a beard, I'm going to think, oh, that guy used to work at Steak and Shake. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, and I want to thank Kappa Alpha Order at the University of Louisville for hosting the uh, Adam Rich Show today. Give yourselves one more round of applause. Fellowship, leadership, and philanthropy. Conversations and interviews from all over America. It's the Adam Ritz Show. One of our favorite cities to visit and broadcast from is Dallas, Texas. And we are in Big D once again on the campus of SMU. It is Southern Methodist University. And I'm with uh, one of the administrators here with the SMU Mustangs, the athletic department. This is Mike Walker. Hi, Mike. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Thanks for uh, having me for uh, your hospitality. Mike, uh, you are the uh, official title, Life Skills Director, is that right? 
No, life skills coordinator. Life, life skills. Coordinator. Co- I am. I am so <laughs> sorry. Don't <Then> get that. <laughs> life skills coordinator here at SMU, and that's a big job. And uh, there are a lot of uh, colleges that have this position as an official title. I mean, with you've got your own office, you've got business cards, you've got uh, an email address. Smaller colleges don't maybe have a life skills coordinator. They maybe. Uh, divide up those responsibilities and sprinkle sprinkle them on all the head coaches or maybe some of the uh, athletic directors. But at a college this big, a Division One college, they need a guy like you to come in here and be the life skills coordinator. Uh, for our listeners, uh, what does that mean? Uh, well, that means I'm in charge of personal development, career development, and community service opportunities for our student-athletes. Um, we just try to set up as much as we can so that we can uh, help in the holistic growth of our student athletes. Okay, so uh, you had three pillars there personal development, um, community service, career development. So, uh, personal development, I'm going to guess uh, this is alcohol awareness, this is uh, drug awareness, some of the social issues on a college campus that can get them in trouble or hurt, uh, sexual assault, domestic violence, that's a big issue on college campuses. Uh, what do you do in that arena with these uh, student athletes here at SMU? For the most part, we we try to uh, bring in speakers like yourself uh, to just make them aware of what can potentially happen in different circumstances. Um, And then we also provide them with all the opportunities and um, resources that we have here on campus um, in case something like this does. We are also doing something later this year called Bystander Intervention. Um, where it's just going to help the student athletes to be aware of, you know, how not to be a bystander, but to help or to uh, maybe intervene or just stop a friend from doing something that could cause them harm in the future. So, you know, different programming like that. Mm-hmm. And just curious, bystander intervention, is this going to be um, a presentation, a keynote presented by uh, an expert, or is this an actual, like, a program, like an exercise, like uh, where they're going to get um, role-playing and be put into a scenario where they, should they say something or should they not? As it's still being developed right now, it's going to be a combination of both. So there will be a speaker, but there's also going to be role-play interaction and um, different circumstances that they're put in. So it should be pretty engaging. But it's something we're also, you know, yeah. developing as we go. That's a big one. I mean, I you know, most of these... Uh, um, social issues that I see come across my news desk, they might have been avoided if somebody would have just said something, if somebody could have spoken up, if somebody could have intervened. So I'm glad uh, you're taking care of that with your student athletes. Mike Walker is our guest. He's the life skills coordinator here at SMU. And uh, along with uh, personal development, you also said career development. And I think that's cool because everybody's on campus to get a degree, to get a diploma. Uh, what, besides that obvious, getting the degree, what, what goes along with career development? Uh, career development, we just try to make sure that the student athletes are not only aware of the resources they have in personal development, but um, the resources that are on this campus. You know, Dallas is a hub. It's got so many different opportunities working and uh, it, it's a it's a campus that has a lot of uh, I guess successful alumni that we want to make sure that our student athletes are exposed to and also have the opportunity to get in contact with, um, so that if if there is if they are interested in that field, they know that they have you know opportunity to go work there or to uh, you know just meet and mingle. A lot of these student athletes aren't aware of the strengths or weaknesses that they have not on the court. So this is this is an area where we help to help them identify. Like, okay, I'm the captain of the team. What does that mean? Well, I have uh, the ability to communicate. I'm a good communicator. I have to be able to listen because coach is telling me the plays. So if I'm receiving the plays, then I have to communicate them to the team. So that's listening, communication, uh, you know, and being a leader. So these are all different pieces that 
uh, we want to make sure our student athletes are aware of and that they use when they go into these interviews, when they go into these job searches or they go to a career fair or something like that. This is something we want them to be aware of. Okay, this is what I need to be talking about. It's pretty cool when you think about the networking opportunities that an SMU diploma uh, will bring not only just an average uh, student, and I hate to say average student, I mean just a, a person that's not a student athlete, I guess I should say, uh, throw in athletics, throw in the team you're on, throw in everybody living on planet Earth that played on that team here at SMU and the possible family networking sisterhood brotherhood within the student athletes uh, alumni boosters uh it, it is huge when you stop and think about it and i think an 18 year old freshman on campus here they they need to know what's at stake here it's not coming to play sports and then maybe graduate and get a job it is an amazing opportunity that can change their life and make it an amazing life for the next 80 years. And I'm glad you're uh, talking to these guys about that, too. Uh, finally, you mentioned um, community service. And that is a big one for this radio show. We travel the country and talk about community service with athletic departments, with, with professional athletes, with college students, fraternities, and sororities. Um, what are you, uh, I guess, how do you cover community service w with your student athletes? Um, well, what we try to do is we allow the SAC, our Student Athlete Advisory Committee, um, to set up majority of the, the community service that they're going to be doing. So we have somebody within the, you know, that's on the executive board of SAC that's in charge of community service. And basically what they'll do is they'll reach out to different opportunities uh, here in Dallas that are that student-athletes are interested, you know, that's something that they want to do. And we'll, we'll help them and provide all the resources that we can possible within the rules and help them to just kind of set that up for not only their SAC reps, but for also other teams. Um, we want each team, you know, here at SME, we want each team to uh, to be engaged, to be involved in at least one community service each semester. Um, and we allow the team and the coaches to set that up on their own because everybody's schedule is so different. Um, but the good thing is it allows for a good pool of resources. So, you know, the swimming team might be doing this and the equestrian team might be doing this. And then at the end of the day, when football, basketball, or volleyball comes and says, hey, what kind of opportunities do we have? We can say, oh, well, you know, swimming did this and equestrian, they, they went out and had a good time with this. So here are different resources for you. Um, but majority of what we want is we want the student athletes to set it up so that they're they're invested in it. It's not something we're giving to them. It's something that they say, hey, we want to go to the Heart House of Dallas or we want to go, you know, to do whatever and make sure that they they have kind of an invested stake in it. You know, it's something that they want to do. Well, you mentioned the Heart House of Dallas. What was that uh, service project? We have not yet set it up. That is one that the uh, the SAC advisory committee is going, the they student athlete to. advisory committee, that's what they want to do. So that's something that they're looking forward to. Um, you know, right now we're getting set up for our, uh, our canned food drive actually coming up here on the 17th. You know, that's those are the kind of opportunities we want them. They're going to be setting it up, and then once they've set that all up, the logistics and that sort of stuff, then, you know, it, it'll be great for other teams to jump on board. Um so, well, you've got a unique perspective as a as a life skills coordinator, um, for two reasons that I can see right off the bat. One, you're a young guy, so uh, you can connect to the student athletes that are 18 to 22 years old. Two, and more importantly, you were a student athlete here at SMU. You played basketball here. Yep, yep, I played basketball. And yeah. tell me about uh, what years did you play here, and uh, let's talk sports and have some fun now. Uh, I'm guessing you were not a power forward. Uh, you're about 5'10", <laughs> so just real quick guard. I gave you a couple inches there, didn't I? You took off some. 
yeah. Oh, I took off some? Yeah. I'm sorry, you're, you're six foot? <laughs> yeah. You are not six foot. Yeah, they gave me a six one. Shoes <laughs> off. They didn't lie about those. In the program, now I put you down at like six three. But yeah. Okay, six. I'll give you six three. No, and no. Uh, you know what? There's a picture of us listed uh, on adamrichshow.com. Check out Mike Walker. And you should know that I'm six three. <laughs> so he's standing next to a guy who's six three. I, I think you're about five foot six. <laughs> No, I'll give you, we'll say six foot, six foot, real quick guard. So, uh, tell us about some of your, uh, on court experiences. Let's have some fun. Um, well here at SME, I had a, I had a great opportunity to play in a conference USA at the time. And, um, at the time there were some great teams and great individual players. You know, I had the chance to play against the uh, Memphis team that went to the national championship in 07. Um, you know, I got to play against some great individual scores. I think every year that we were here or that I played here, um, Conference USA had the leading leading score in the nation at one point or another. Um, so it's you get you see a lot of talent. It was some some great um, battles that I was involved in, and you know we had some some fun. It was a great team. It was a great a great environment also to be playing in. You know down here in Dallas, so it was it was great. You. Did you guard Derrick Rose at Memphis? There's not one person that guards Derrick Rose. <laughs> you know, I mean, was my name lined up next to his at some points? Yeah, sure. But that mean, <laughs> that doesn't mean, you know, that doesn't mean it was just me. Everybody with a guy like him, you know, he's so fast and athletic. And, you know, you, you got to have an entire five guys with eyes on the swivel for him at all times. What was your favorite thing to do? Nail the three? Drive and dish. What was your specialty? Uh, if I had to put it on, put nail one thing or say one thing, it would probably be uh, shooting shooting the three ball. Um, I finished I finished fairly well in the uh, three point, you know, the percentage and and career makes here at SMU. But that was that was something that I I, I took pride in being able to shoot. So. Well. You still look like you can play. You're a young guy. Uh, Mike Walker is our guest. Not only a student athlete at SMU on the basketball team in the uh, late O. Teens, I guess. No, the late in the late O hundreds. What would it be? I don't even know. What decade is that? O seven to two thousand ten, somewhere around there. Um, to to two thousand eleven. Um, not only a player here at SMU, but now in the administration, you work with the student athletes. I gotta ask you if you throw on a tank top and try to play with these guys, the current players. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't really play with them that much. I might mess around with them and shoot a little bit, but uh, I, I try to stay away from playing too much. I mean. Either way it goes, it's not, it's not going to end up good. <laughs> you're either going to get hurt or you're going to embarrass them and make it bad. So have you have you been able to tell that you're getting older? I mean, sometimes, you know, there are, there's professional athletes that play until they're 40. I mean, you're nowhere near that. But are there days where you wake up, the bones are creaking, and you're like, I'm so glad I'm not on the team? When you're not when you're not in the grind of it, doing it every every day, uh, you know the recovery process is a lot slower. You know you might you might have a hit pointer that the next day is okay, but now it's it's one of those things where that thing will last all week. <laughs> so, well, before I let you go, I'm going to put you on the spot here. And with this social awareness radio show, we talk a lot about uh, these issues that can uh, affect your life, uh, service projects, community service, bullying, hazing, drug, alcohol awareness, uh, everything you do and everything you know as an administrator with college athletes, uh, throw in the fact that you were a student athlete, I'm putting you on the spot here, but your best piece of advice, what you've learned up till now, uh, let's pretend uh, you're going to put this in a time capsule, and this is the best piece of advice you're going to give to your son in the future. Go. I'm going to tell him to stop whatever he's doing, whatever whatever he might have hesitation on, and take a second, take a deep breath, think it over. 
Um, think about what's the worst thing that can happen, and then is it worth it? That's that's the best I got right now. Off the top. That's that is uh, that's going to be great advice for your son. We wish you the best of luck with your family, uh, with your career here at SMU in athletics and beyond. I mean, you'll be uh, uh, you you might be the youngest athletic director in Division One college sports here in the next five years. Could it be? <laughs> Maybe. We'll Maybe. See it <laughs> All right, Mike Walker from SMU. Thank you so much for the time. Thank you. I appreciate it. The Adam Ritz Show, a reality show for your radio. Our next guest is Andy Hazy, the PA announcer for the Flow Tour Professional Flow Rider. Super athletes. It's more than an extreme sport, I'm guessing, because water's involved. First of all, uh, Andy, before we get into some of the charity works that you guys do, um, tell us what the Flow Rider is and what the Flow Tour is. Uh, well, the Flow Rider is a, a man made surfing machine, basically. Uh, it simulates a beach break wave that you would have uh, going around. Uh, like if you were out in California, you'd have a nice beach break wave, a consistent wave for the riders to go on. Um, it's, it's super consistent, and the riders have taken it to the next level where they've combined surfing skills into skateboarding skills. So our listeners, me included, maybe seen them at a water park. You, you've seen them on a cruise ship maybe. They're very popular on cruise ships. Um, your tour is going coast to coast to um, you know, really get these super athletes because it's not just a, for me, for a guy like me, it'd just be a fun day at the water park. For these guys, they're like you know, professional surfers on this machine, this surf machine. You guys also support what is called adaptive flow riding. Um, can you talk a little bit about adaptive flow riding? Absolutely. The adaptive flow riding is a program that they started here in Carmel, and I think it's an absolute fantastic idea. Um, they take special needs riders and they give them a chance to ride out here on a day of a competition in front of everyone. They have the announcers, they have the judge, they're winning medals. Um, I think it was a fantastic opportunity, and I, I'd like to thank Carmel for putting it on. I think they did a great job. We do a lot of work with Special Olympics, and, and yeah, it's fantastic to see these special people with a smile on their face. They're competing, too, and it's a real event for everybody, and them, their families, their friends, uh, the judges, the PA announcers. Our guest is Andy Hazy. He's the PA announcer for the Pro Tour, uh, Flow Tour, Flow Riding National Traveling Tour. It's a traveling circus. You've got um, RVs and food trucks that follow you and fans. And I mean, this is like real professional surfing. And you're on the road right now uh, supporting this as the PA, PA announcer. I got to ask you, I've heard you throughout the day talking about um, the Ollie North. Some of the moves, there's a 180 punch what was it a punch gut uh, there's uh, the 180 punch there, there's oh, a 180, 180 kick out the 180 shove it the 180, the 180 shove, shove it, it. Yeah, 180 right, shove what's it. a shove it what's a ollie north tell um, me some of these moves most of those moves are generated from skateboarding and they've uh, applied themselves <laughs> into here now so i've had to kind of learn how to do it because i was i have more of a surfing background um but uh they do an ollie north is where they uh they jump up in the bear the board comes with them and then they kind of kick their foot off like almost like a ninja kind of thing okay. um it's it's fun trick it's super hard it's a very technical trick to do um and then the shove it is where uh, the guys leave their board all the way off the board, and they can either rotate it uh, 180 degrees, three, uh, 360 degrees, or even 540s. We've seen that as well. So uh, the sport just pro keeps progressing over and over and just keeps getting bigger and bigger. I would expect in the next five years uh, we could possibly be in the X Games, and you're going to see guys doing you know even bigger tricks yet. I agree with that. I totally agree with that. Well, for our listeners, Google or YouTube even Flow Rider to find out what this machine is. Andy, we thank you for coming on the show as the PA announcer. Do you get on the machine? Do you have tricks? Can you do the punch it, the shove it, the 
the Ollie North. Oh yeah, I was actually the uh, 2010 national champion on the floor rider, right. uh, but I hung it up because uh, uh, the kids these days are just kicking me, kicking me down. So it was right. it was done. So uh, uh, that's after I hung it up. But I enjoy the sport, and I'm, I'm hoping to be a part of it for another 10 years. So well, you do a fantastic job on the PA, and uh, you're a great interview. Thanks for joining us. Yep, thank you very much. Appreciate it. This is Anthony Costanzo, and you're listening to The Adam Ritz Show. Okay, we pride ourselves in traveling the country to bring you stories of inspiration and charity. And today, uh, we're not traveling the country. We are, if I can use this term, we are trotting the globe. There it is. To uh, bring you this interview, we are with Harlem Globetrotter, Shane Scooter Christensen. Hi, Scooter. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm so honored to be speaking to a Harlem Globetrotter. I mean, this is every boy's dream. Thank you. I've been truly blessed. And uh, this is my 10th year with the team. So I've uh, I've been around the world goodness over 75 different countries and to still be doing it and having fun at this at this stage of my career I, I couldn't ask for nothing better I mean you truly are trotting the globe you've seen the planet you are bringing uh, goodwill and right. charity to smiling faces across the planet I like talking to uh, athletes about uh, what they mean outside the world of sports yeah uh, the Harlem Globetrotters for how many years now almost a hundred <laughs> it's our 89, 89 year. yeah we started in 1926 1926 yeah. what a rich history of bringing smiles yeah to families' faces. So I want to start there. Um, Your take on making a family smile. I mean, a lot of professional sports, there's a lot of outside issues that might be unsavory. With the Harlem Globetrotters now, for almost a century, it's been nothing but smiles and positivity. I tell you what, uh, I think that's the best gift that we can give back to our fans is to smile because a smile goes a long way. Because sometimes, you know, we, we go to different countries and we may not be able to speak the language that well, but we get that message across every single time. And you see little, you see little kids smiling, and it goes a long way. They'll remember that forever. And how you know that is because every time we're walking through the airport or going to the hotel, we'll see uh, a, a, a couple that saw the Globetrotters when it, when it's Meadowlark Lim and Curly Neal, and yeah. now they're bringing their kids to see the big easies and the scooters and all this and such and such. Yeah, so that's what I'm doing. Yeah, so I mean, so it, we're trying to keep that tradition alive, and we know we're doing our job. So you've been a Globetrotter for 10 years. 10 let me years. let me find out about you a little bit. Where'd you play college basketball? Uh, University of Montana in Missoula. So okay. uh, born and raised in Las Vegas. Went hot straight to cold. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but after that, actually, I uh, played for a couple minor pro leagues. I was trying to play pro ball, go overseas. Nothing was panning out. I wound up being in a video coordinator, assistant video coordinator for the Phoenix Suns okay. NBA team, and became a practice player for them. And then. Later on, became a glow charter. That's how it happened for me. No, that's so interesting. So yeah. when you're uh, on staff with the Phoenix Suns, yeah. uh, in the NBA, the most elite players in the world, oh, were yeah. those guys like Scooter? You could be a globetrotter. I mean, were you doing tricks with the ball and juggling and stuff? It's, it, to be honest with you, I was just actually, it was a pickup game where they saw me. They were actually looking at another guy because, you know, we run pickup games on the weekend all the time. And it wasn't like I was doing tricks on the side. I was actually playing the game of basketball. And they was like, well, who was that kid? They said, well, that's our assistant video coordinator, Shane. He just helps us out. They said, man, he can play. And then they invited me to the camp and 10 years later. But when I first started, they had a competitive team and then they had a show team. But uh, once they saw what I could do with the basketball, because I told them my inspiration was Pistol Pete Maravich. Okay. And I used to do all kind of stuff with the ball just to help my ball handling for a competitive. And once that took over, they said, man, you need to stay show. 
So that's so what I did. So before we get to some of the Globetrotter okay. charities, tell right. me about that showmanship, your ball handling skills. What's your favorite trick? My favorite, what I'm known for is uh, spinning the basketball on my nose <laughs> and in my head. I'm actually in the Guinness Road Book Records of the longest of spinning the ball on my nose. No kidding. I started with, I started with my head and then with my nose, and then I broke my record. I broke my record in 2010, started in 2009, broke my record in 2010, and then someone now has a record of the one on the head. I'm not sure how long, but I still hold the one on my nose. And how long is that? Yeah, I was like five, I think about 5.5, 5.1 seconds, somewhere like that. So I know I can beat it. I beat it every night out here. So you got to have an intern on the sidelines <laughs> and the, and the, on the baseboards. I need somebody to, to make it official for me. That is so cool. Shane Scooter Christensen is our guest. He's a Harlem Globetrotter. Um, i got to tell you, it was my dream as a little boy to yeah. be a Harlem Globetrotter. So I guess, um, you know, the Globetrotters for almost a century breaking down race barriers, too. Because oh, yeah. my parents always, you know, kind of joked, even though you know, I'm a middle-aged man, they're like, you know what, when you were four years old, five years old, when they took me to Globetrotter games, yeah. I always told my parents, I want to be a Globetrotter. And I oh, think yeah. that's cool that a, a little white kid can look at you guys and not see color at all. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it starts. It started back in the old days, I and mean, even before uh, Curly, even Curly Neal told me this before he became a Globetrotter. His, he said the Globetrotters used to actually play for an all-white crowd, and also we used to play for an all-black crowd. You're kidding. Yeah, he so so we. I mean, it starts way back then to where, you, and I think laughter and smiling was it like okay, goodness, you have to think that back then, like goodness, okay. We're both laughing at the same thing. We're not so much different. We're the same. That's pretty amazing. When you think about when, when you break it down, you think about that, and you see what it is today. You have to pay homage to those guys that that paid the way for us. You know, so it's just unbelievable. That's well. You and I, we are the same. I just can't. Um, I don't have any world records when it comes to <laughs> doing tricks with basketballs on my nose. So on to Globetrotter Charities. Yeah. I know you work a lot with um, military. You do a lot with uh, kids getting healthy and child obesity possibly. Yeah. Tell me about some of the stuff, uh, charity initiatives you guys are involved with. Well, we're known as the Ambassadors of Goodwill. So we have an anti-bullying program. It's called the ABCs of Bullying Prevention. A stands for uh, action. B stands for bravery. C stands for compassion. So we actually go to the schools and talk to the kids about, you know, when we we were bullied, and they see, God, a, a Globetrotter was bullied? Of course. This bully's not only for kids. It happens to adults as well. They hear our story, and hopefully that situation, we make them feel better about handling that situation. If you're getting bullied or if you see someone getting bullied, we also have a uh, cheer program, which kind of morals and values that we live by. Cheer is an acronym. Uh, uh, cooperation, healthy mind and body, effort, enthusiasm, and responsibility. So we do that and just kind of morals and values. Then we have a, a spin program, which means some playtime is necessary. So we get kids to, to go be active about an hour, hour and a half a day, where we actually, um, you know, we encourage them. It doesn't have to be basketball. I mean, kids love playing dodgeball or playing tag or, you know, walking the dog, jump rope. Just being, and just being active and just letting them know that stay healthy is important. And last but not least, we have a smile patrol program, which we actually go to the hospitals for the kids that can't get out of bed. And we go to there go and sign autographs, take pictures, do some tricks, and uh, make them smile. I actually had one time, I did a smile patrol program in Vegas, my hometown. And when I, I came out there, the kid was smiling and the doctor came out and he said, you know what? <laughs> that kid hasn't smiled for like two months straight. Oh, and, that, and that's the type of thing that you know, that makes you realize this is what I'm doing, you yeah. know, and, it, and it's unbelievable. 
it's so for you guys, yeah, yeah. you know, I look at what the Globetrotters stand for, what they mean, what they do. Yeah. If every organization was like the Globetrotters, this planet would be smooth sailing. Hey, I mean, it's, if, if we can change one person a day, I mean, we're doing our job. So, we, you know, we, we love what we do. You know, we're, we're, we're living two dreams. We're, pl we're playing basketball, but we're also, you know, giving back to the community, which we love to do. Do you ever watch uh, another player, even if it's in high school somewhere, a no-name kid somewhere that does some trick and you're like, I got to learn how to do that and oh, bring it out on the court. Oh, yeah. I mean, you see it all the time on TV and uh, on the Internet. There's some kid out there just, just unbelievable with the basketball. And you're just like, God, that kid, he's got it. You know what I mean? But I always tell people at the same time, too, that, you know, Globetrotters is not all about tricks and stuff. I mean, you have to have the right attitude to be a Globetrotter as well because I can come out here and do some amazing tricks, but if my attitude is not good, can't be a glow chart. Tricks and attitude and skill. I mean, okay. you guys are still, you're dunking and hitting three-pointers. It's not just a bunch of juggling. I mean, no. you guys are good at basketball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to be a good basketball player first, and then, you know, then then the tricks come later, you know. But, you know, I have a good story. Well, but it was like my, my third year. We went to the Notre Dame uh, College, and the college guys were just getting done with their practice, and we were getting ready to come on to practice. And one of those guys said, oh, man, they're just full of tricks. And my, my, my good friend heard it. He said, Let's lace them up. There's no kids. There's no cameras. Let's play ball. Just five on five. We didn't stretch at all, and we we kind of treated them like the Washington Generals that <laughs> that night. And what happened was they came to the game that night. We gave them the water bucket, gave them the confetti bucket. They said, "Okay, okay, we get it." Unbelievable. But that's what it's about. And the guy said, "You understand, man? Some of these guys we played." Pro ball. We, we, we played overseas. You know, some of these guys have been in the NBA and, and we still, we actors still play today. So he goes, okay, I get it, I get it. It's just a it's diff, different ball game. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, before I let you go, uh, we thank you so much for your time and all you do with the Globetrotters. It's Shane Scooter Christensen. Um, you've been playing 10 years now yeah. for the Globetrotters. Uh, how long is the tenure with the Globetrotters? How long do you play? And then um, what's next for you? You know, I. As long as I'm doing my job out there, I'm still loving what I do, and the organization loves what you know what I'm doing. I I I don't know when I stop. I've been playing ball since I was five years old. If I wasn't playing basketball, I actually probably be like a motivational speaker for uh, or a coach or teaching kids because I just grew up. I mean, I love the game that much. I know I was going to do something with this with this ball, and I'm and I'm living my dream right now. Well, we can't wait to watch what you do yeah, in this current part of your career. Yeah, Shane you. Scooter Christensen, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.